It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is March 30th, 2023. I'm Daryl Rakoff, and this is Raven News. Alaskans have until midnight Friday to apply for their 2023 permanent fund dividend. The PFD is the annual payout Alaska residents receive from the state's oil revenue fund started in the 1970s. The main requirement for eligibility is that you've lived in Alaska for the entire preceding calendar year and that you intend to stay here indefinitely. There are a few other criteria and exceptions detailed on the PFD website, pfd.alaska.gov. Those who apply online and request direct deposit will receive their payments in the first round of distributions. Paper applications sent by mail need to be postmarked by the 31st. First-time filers will need to present documentation establishing residency, like a moving or rent receipt, but these are not required by the Friday deadline. The first round of payments are usually sent out the first week of October. The 2023 amount is currently being debated in the legislature. Last year's check was among the highest after adjusting for inflation at $3,284. Developing a community-wide renewable energy strategy is the top priority for Sitka's new Sustainability Commission. The recently formed commission is all-volunteer, but it has its own staff member in City Hall. Additional plans for the next two years include diverting Sitka's waste stream, which is currently barged off-island, and electrifying the city's fleet of vehicles. The Sitka Assembly approved the commission's goals at its last meeting, KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. The Sustainability Commission is the newest city commission, a permanent iteration of the Climate Action Task Force, which disbanded last fall. It advises the Assembly with the long-term goal of improving the economic, social, and environmental sustainability of the city. The Volunteer Commission also has the help of a new city staffer, a sustainability coordinator position that was created last year. Commission Chair Katie Riley said in presenting the group's annual plan to the Assembly, she hoped to move away from some of the buzzwords around sustainability and toward more concrete and realistic steps. But some of the things that we're looking at is how to pursue infrastructure and capital improvement projects with an eye towards future needs and demands, how we're working with our municipal utility to be able to determine and meet the uh, growing demand for electricity from residents and businesses as we transition to a clean energy future, and also how we're finding ways to help the city save money, wisely steward our resources, whether they be natural resources, financial resources, or energy resources, and make Sitka a more uh, self-sufficient community. Riley said for the last five months, the commission has been working to narrow down its goals for the next year, from around 20 to 3. The first and top priority is to develop a community renewable energy strategy. Riley said the commission hopes to secure a federal grant to fund that process. The second is to look at options for diverting the city's solid waste, the bulk of which is currently shipped out of town to a landfill in eastern Washington. And the commission's third goal is to develop a plan to transition the city's fleet of vehicles to electric. During public comment, Leah Mason voiced support for the commission's priorities for next year. She also said she hoped they would undertake a new greenhouse emissions study as part of the community energy strategy that looked into transportation into and out of Sitka. 
Electric passenger vehicles are a small but important part of this equation, and I support the idea that the city can reduce its own greenhouse gas emissions through making changes to its own vehicle pool. However, it's also important to begin the longer-term work of facilitating transitions for other very critical elements of life as we know it in Sitka. Retaining the services of barges, ferries, and the fishing fleet in a carbon-neutral world underpins the sustainability of this community in the long term. Assemblymember Crystal Duncan said she supported the commission's plan, but worried about how lofty their goals were for the upcoming year. Goal one, goal two, and goal three all seem huge. And I really appreciated the commission intensity that you wrote into that, and you guys were very realistic. For all three goals, I saw that there was a high intensity required in not only of the commission, but also staff. So you guys are volunteers, you're passionate, but I just, I'm worried about three large scale goals. Riley said the commission didn't expect to knock out all three goals by the end of next year, and what doesn't get finished would roll over into the next year's plan. Assemblymember Tim Pike voiced support for the plan. He said he was glad the goals were ranked by importance, but also noted that they'll take some time. And having been part of organizations where we tried to eat the herd of elephants instead of just an elephant, um, if we pull ourselves too thin, we're not going to get much accomplished. And I think, um, I think your first goal is, a, is probably a really good start and build some success and then work our way down through the rest of them. To, we're not going to get through them in a year, um, but I'm, it's a great start. I like what I see, but yeah, you got the herd out there. The Assembly approved the Sustainability Commission's goals for 2023 and 2024 unanimously. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. Sitka is not the only Southeast community expected to increase utility rates this year. Wrangell's Assembly on Tuesday approved utility rate increases that will bump up an average household's monthly bill by around 10 percent. As KSTK's Sage Smiley reports, Assembly members say it's necessary to keep up with Wrangell's aging infrastructure. Wrangell Assembly members unanimously approved raising the town's utility rates at Tuesday's meeting. That will translate to around a 10% increase, or about $34 more, on an average Wrangell household's utility bill each month. That's a household with electric heating that uses around 1,500 kilowatt hours of electricity per month and has a 96-gallon garbage bin. It's a one cent per kilowatt hour increase for all electrical rates, a 15% increase to sewer rates, 10% increase to water, and 5% increase to garbage rates. Other rates and fees will go up too, like fees for parks and recreation and rates at the port and harbors. It was the Assembly's first annual review of rates and fees in town under its new fee and rates system. Utility rates used to be on the local law books, but last year the Assembly started removing rates from local code to put them in a 20-page long comprehensive borough fee and rate schedule, which could then be considered all at once each year before the Assembly passes a budget. The Assembly went with the higher of two proposed increases. Finance Director Mason Valarma said that's the best option for Wrangell's future. I mean, this is the rate schedule that allows you to afford the, the projects that we have planned. But what are the projects that we don't have planned? What, are the, what is a, a failure of a water main cost? What is a failure of a lift station cost? Those, those things aren't budgeted. 
but we should have sufficient reserves to be able to address those when the time comes. Valarma explained utility funds like water, sewer, sanitation, electrical, and the harbors are meant to be run like businesses. The funds they take in should sustain day-to-day operations and future projects without relying on local taxes or other outside sources of funding. We look at rates through a variety of lenses, maybe not historically, but this is our new process, and those three lenses are depreciation, inflation, and future capital expenditures. And our are our rates sufficient to address those three things? And we found out that historically, no, all of our enterprise funds had, had net income after depreciation that were in the negative. We found that our rates were not increased with inflation over time and that we had not saved enough in reserves for our capital expenditures of the future. With a population of around 2,200 people, Wrangell can't afford to pay outright for many large infrastructure projects, but Valarma explained the borough has to be able to afford payments on loans or bonds when those projects come. And the projects are coming. The borough is working toward a water plant replacement that's almost doubled in projected cost in the last five years. There are major upgrades needed at the sewer treatment facility and the building that houses the town's electric generators need serious work. Plus, Assemblymember Ann Morrison pointed out that smaller parts of Wrangell's water and sewer systems are half a century old. Most of it you can punch your fist through because the pipes are rotted because of the electrolysis in our soil. So, you know, you can just keep burying it and then pretty soon it turns into a swamp. It's not just pipes. Of the approximately 125 vehicles the borough owns and operates, more than half are at the end of their useful lives. But not everyone agrees with the borough's decision. Wrangell resident Jacqueline DeMontney spoke against the rate increases, saying she didn't feel like she knew what the fees would be used for. With a jump in assessed property values that the borough just mailed out, she said it seems steep to bump up utilities as well, especially when the borough charges a flat fee for water and doesn't have options for lower cost garbage collection. And since I'm here as the public, I would say we oppose the rate increases. I oppose the rate. Um, I feel like I'm being charged really high right now. When it comes to garbage, I put my garbage can out once or twice a month and I'm paying the same price. I submitted that letter to you guys quite a while ago with the black water coming out of my faucet. I feel like I'm being overpaid because I'm hauling water from out the road. So anyway, I think we're already paying more than we can afford. Mayor Patty Gilbert said she's heard from citizens about the economic stress of property assessments and the rate evaluation and said she hoped to alleviate some fears about property taxes. Although properties may have been assessed higher, she hopes to bring down the borough's tax rate. You do have an assembly that is very cognizant of the financial stress that people are under. And I believe I can speak for the assembly that the mill rate will not increase. If anything, it will decrease. And we just don't have that number yet until we have that uh, board of equalization and we have our budget set. And we will try to hit that mill rate to satisfy our budget needs. So hang in there. And Wrangell ratepayers will still have a few months to prepare for the impact of the new fees and rates. The increases go into effect on July 1st. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. I'm Daryl Rakoff. 